The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello, Dope Village. It's Julie Foudy alongside Lynn Zowie. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. Hey, I know you had a big moment on your end yesterday. Oh, I did. Declan, my 11-year-old, graduated from fifth grade. Woo! Woohoo! Of course, with everything happening, they had to have a drive-through graduation at his school, which is this amazing Spanish immersion school called Las Palmas. And it was it was super emotional. I didn't realize I was going to get that way. My last kid in elementary school, we're driving through with these like balloon bridge they made and we're honking and all of his elementary school teachers were out there, all these teachers who have had such an impact on him already. And I was like, oh my God, I got all teary. Aww. He's like, mom, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the last time we're coming to Las Palmas. It's such a neat community of teachers and people, it made me sad. So mm-hmm. it made me think actually of all of the high school seniors and college graduates sure. and uh, what they're going through. But we are sending our love and congratulations. Yes. We're super proud of you all. Congrats to the graduates, all of our listeners who had a big achievement finishing whatever you finished. Congratulations <laughs> on behalf of Laughter mm-hmm. Permitted. And Julie, you've given commencement speeches. So what advice would you have for graduates? Well, I used to always talk about finding your community Mm -hmm. and how important it was to have that squad around you of people who are going to push you out of your comfort zone and tell you that your dream's not crazy. It's just courageous and Mm -hmm. all that. And I I do find that, that to be still so important. But now, having lived through these last few months, what I would say, and I will say, I'm giving a commencement speech on Friday, I'm nervous, (laughs) is uh, you now must build your community and build bridges to other communities. Hmm. It's not enough just to have your people. We are so codependent on each other. Hmm. And we've always known that in this ethereal sense of, yeah, I know, I get it. Like my actions impact yours, but Mm -hmm. now we're living it. So we need each other. The Mm -hmm. world needs to get along. I like it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give, Lynn? Mine is pretty straightforward. If you have a dream, go for it. Get it. Just like <laughs> Billie Jean King said in her cheer of her episode, go for it. Go get it. Go. That is the perfect segue into our guest, actually, because we have U.S. Women's National Team and North Carolina Courage star three-time NWSL champion, a World Cup champion as well, Jessica McDonald. And she knows a thing or two about going after a dream. This was the first episode we recorded of season three. It was back in March, pre-quarantine. And we met up with Jessica while she was with the national team. Our time was a little limited because of the training schedule, but we packed a lot in. We sure did. And some background on Jessica. She is someone who has fought through adversity and whatever life has thrown at her. And let me tell you, a lot has been thrown at her. Jessica was raised by a single mom who has battled drug addiction and was often not present. Her father was in and out of prison. And a heads up, we know some of our audience listens to the podcast with their children. Jessica tells a very raw story about a conversation she had with her mother. So we suggest first listening to the episode on your own. 
And as you will hear, sports became Jessica's escape. She was a three-sport athlete at Phoenix College before transferring to the University of North Carolina, where she focused actually just on soccer and won a national championship, her first. And then she started to play professionally. And you know how they talk of journeymen in sports? Well, Jessica takes nomadic journeywomen to a whole new level. She bounced between nine different cities, playing on three different continents from 2012 to 2017, and she did it all as a single mom. She had her son Jeremiah when she was 24 years old. This is a story of perseverance, and it's astounding. So get comfortable listening. It's Jessica McDonald. Support for Laughter Permitted comes from Ally. Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Cliff Bar & Company has been fueling athletes for almost 30 years with their Cliff & Luna Bars, and this is super cool. Even during a time when there are no live sports, Cliff & Luna continue to support female athletes. In fact, right now they're featuring awesome women on their new limited edition Cliff Bar packaging, including soccer star Megan Rapino, tennis legend Venus Williams, surfer Lakey Peterson, skateboarder Jordan Barrett, climber Ashima Shiraishi, and mountain biker Katarina Nash. Check out these awesome new packages for yourself in store or online at cliffbar.com. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling alright, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. donut problem i can't live without them i love it because when my manager was like she's asking what kind of donuts you like and i was like really i was like well don't mind if i do <laughs> i told lynn yesterday you were so cute you were like i still owe you my donut flavor my top donut yeah. <laughs> i was pumped too i was like oh yeah i need to give her there's well you're a woman after my own heart because i'm glazed donut all day every day yeah, me too why do you need to mess around with exactly yeah just keep it plain and simple we're good there Jess, we always start the podcast with a set the scene. So would you be so kind as to set the scene for us? Set the scene? Tell us where we are, who's here. Okay. What right. today is. Awesome. Okay. I can definitely do that. Go on, Jess. Do it, sister. Today is March 7th, 2020, and it is my son Jeremiah's birthday. This is Woo! This is Jessica McDonald on the mic, and we are here. <laughs> we are here in Jersey City, New Jersey, prepping for the next She Believes Cup game against Spain tomorrow, and we are super excited. Jess, we're going to dive right in. How did soccer come into your life? So, my older brother Brandon, um, he stuck with soccer since he was about five years old, and. 
I was more of a multi-sport athlete and soccer was just his sport. He stuck with it since day one. And so I'd play co-ed when I was around like five and six and then stopped for many years, did basketball, track, you name it. Like I was even quarterback on a football team. And so just kind of grew up just kind of dipping my toe into everything. And then sort of an off season came when I was about 12 years old and my grandmother was like, well, you can play soccer like your brother Brandon. I was like, okay, sweet. I can do that. You know? And so I just kind of stuck with it ever since and made into more of like a primary sport by the time I was about 14, 15 years old. Once I had opportunities with youth national teams, which was just a really cool opportunity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, college letters started rolling in too. And I was like, all right, I guess this is, this is it. This is kind of my sport here, you know? So I was able to, um, be blessed to be able to play multi-sports, but also just focus solely on soccer as well. The the interesting thing too, I mean, your story, which is why we were like, we have to get Jess on the podcast <laughs> because in telecasts, when I'm calling a U.S. game, it you cannot tell the Jessica McDonald story in a 30 second soundbite. It's impossible. And the story is such a good one. So since I have a hard time describing it in 30 seconds, and we have more than 30 seconds on this podcast, clearly, how would you describe your path and your journey? Uh, wow, where do I even start? It was it was a tough road, obviously. Um, had a tough childhood. I mean, we didn't grow up with much, and uh, parents weren't always there. And so we were able to use sports as our sort of getaway. And we were able to just focus on school and sports growing up, which is you know, we were just so blessed to be able to have opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. And so my grandmother sort of instilled this competitiveness in us and just sort of told us, like, you can do anything, literally, like you are the best at whatever you focus your mind on. And so I think for my brother and myself, we we really took that in. We, we let it soak in, especially as young kids. And so um, I had major knee injury at 22 and Doctors right after you turn professional. Yeah, right? Literally, my my rookie year. Yeah, um, I was in WPS with Chicago Red Stars and fully ruptured my patellar tendon. And doctors told me that there was a very small chance I would even play sports at a high level ever yeah. again. And um, that was it. Felt like that was just it for me. And so here I am rehabbing, going through training sessions and things like that, just trying to get back in the swing of things. And um, during my rehab. Uh, I find out I'm pregnant with my son and, you know, society, family, everybody's telling me, okay, you're a mom now, you need to settle. And, uh, you know, I, I really didn't want to do that. And I wanted to... You were how old? 22? I was 23, had him when I was 24 at okay. the time now. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, I'm still rehabbing, carrying him at the same time. Oh, and gosh. so... Uh, I'm training, I'm coaching, kind of just doing everything that I can to, A, get back into shape, just to get back into shape. Like soccer, I didn't even see soccer in my future. I thought I was done because that's oh, really? what science told me. Yeah. And so here I am a mom and being told I need to settle as well. And it wasn't something I really wanted to do because obviously like soccer was always my passion. But here I am, I'm coaching and I'm trying to experience different things in life, just trying to figure things out in my life, like just this transition because here I am a pro athlete and then all of a sudden my dream is just gone. And so for, for two years. And so um, I had this opportunity to go and play overseas in Australia. Anson Dorrance reached out to me 
seven months after giving birth to my son and oh, said, hey, I didn't know that's how that opportunity yeah, came. Yeah, seven months after giving birth to him. Um, this is this is Jessica's for those who aren't soccer listeners. This is Jessica's coach at UNC. <laughs> yeah. University of North Carolina. Okay. Yes. And so he contacted me and was like, hey, I heard you're training again. I'm like, how did you hear that? Like, here I am. I'm back at home in Glendale, Arizona, just coaching and I'm training with the team that I've just been coaching, you know, and so I was just like, how did, how did you find that out? And so he was like, well, there's a team in Australia that needs a striker, like right now. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, I don't even know if I'm even capable of even playing. I don't know what's going to happen with my knee because I'm being told like, this is physically impossible for you to do. That's what doctors are telling Th- you. That's what they were telling me. Like, this, there's no way it's going to happen again. So, you know, according to science, like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. And so... Took my chance just for a couple months in Australia and led my team as our leading goal scorer to their first grand final, Melbourne victory. And we ended up losing the final, but like (laughs) the experience overall was just absolutely incredible. And then NWSL comes around because even during the time during my pregnancy, there was no pro league. Mm. WPS was gone already. Mm. And so like the timing, I guess, was kind of perfect since like we just didn't have a pro league here anyway. So like my mind was just kind of all over the place. Like, Oh, well, well, we don't have a pro league. Okay. I'm done. So it was just like uh kind of bittersweet, I guess, but having a chance to go and play in Australia. Then I hear the NWSL is coming. This is in 2012 at this point or in 2013, excuse me. And Chicago red stars picked me back up and, Bopped around from team to team. I got traded six times. I love that. Well, you know, I bopped around. I bopped around a little six bit. Te- how many teams? Six teams in the first five years of the WSL. Yeah. And with <sighs> him with the whole time. Jeremiah. He'd been with me since day one. And so, so single mom. Single mom cruising. just trying to figure out a whole another support system Ugh. in different states, different cities, don't know people here, don't know people there. I have to trust a whole new babysitter. Childcare, daycare is so darn expensive. So, like, it got stressful at times, you know, because it gets very hard to afford, especially with NWSL salary at the time. And so um, there were times I wanted to throw in the towel because it was just a lot, you know, stressful, obviously. And um, I think my biggest break was playing with – the Western New York Flash when we won our first NWSL final, which yeah. was just like an incredible experience. That was my first professional championship. And then with Paul Riley being our head coach, just kind of instilling this underdog mentality in all of us. You yeah. know, I mean, most of our team has been in with the national team now. And so here we all are getting our chance here with the national team and coming off of a World Cup. And now a lot of us are training for the Olympics. To just put it in perspective, though, when you say bopping around, <laughs> you bounced between, I read this once, nine different cities on three different continents from 2012 <laughs> to 2017. Yeah. And to even put it into more context, I had not known this before reading this, you were working like 11-hour days in the off-season at an Amazon factory or mm-hmm. station, I don't know what they call them. Yeah. Packing boxes and shipping stuff off mm-hmm. because just to make ends meet. Yeah, as a single mom trying trying to play professional soccer, trying to live the dream. Yeah, what was that like? With <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah, like I said before, like times got hard. It was stressful. You know, I didn't want to work at Amazon packing boxes. I'm on my feet all day, and then by the time I'm done working, I go out and train just so I can stay in shape for the following season. You know, because off days, off season, there is no such thing 
And as an athlete, anybody could vouch for me with that one. And so, um, like I said, like we just didn't get paid much in WSL and then trying to raise a child at the same time. It, I, I had to do what I had to do, you know, in order to obviously make my dream come true. And mm. so those are just the, the sacrifices that, you know, we just sometimes have to make throughout our life and all that hard work. It's, it's paid off. That's for sure. I think a lot of people see Megan Rapinoe, they see Alex Morgan, they see Carly Lloyd in commercials and out and out there. But what is the reality of a journeyman women's professional soccer player when it comes to making a living, keeping a roof over your head, putting food on the table? It's it's very difficult, especially if you're only an NWSL player. This is setting apart the U.S. national team players because obviously you can you can live off of what you earned with U.S. soccer. But in the NWSL, the story's completely different. We only get paid six months out of the year. So it's literally you go from one full-time job, and then you need to figure out another for the next yeah. six months. And so that's sort of just the reality of it. And so now there's these new rules that NWSL now has. I get, you know, we're taking positive and progressive steps in the NWSL, so now housing's paid for for 12 months instead of just the six during the season. So now we don't have to pay for housing. So it makes things a little more affordable. So now we can actually feed ourselves, which is kind of nice. And so um, just those little milestones, it's, it's helping big time. But, you know, we still have a long way to go. Why didn't you give up? When you mentioned, like, there were so many times you wanted to throw in the towel. And there were so many times where you weren't making ends meet. Yeah. Um, I had this really amazing talk with one of my uncles. I'm very close with him. And this was during an off season. And this is when I was working at Amazon, actually. Uh And so I just poured out all of my emotions to him. And so he told me, he was like, look, he said, our family, we were just an athletic family. My family, my aunt, my aunts, my uncles, my mom, my dad, they had this chance of making it far in athletics and no one none of them took that chance and so he was like look you and your brother are the only two in the family who have ever done this he was like if you can physically still go you need to take advantage of that because you will never get this opportunity again and so those words i have goosebumps goosebumps Mm. right now thinking about it so i was like geez you're absolutely right i need to just suck it up he was like he's like things in life get hard life's hard in general he was like, but you have this gift and you need to continue using it because you are representing our family as well. And so that just sort of, that, that stuck yeah. with me. And life was hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've read, I didn't know a lot of the history. I don't know how much you want to go into that, but with your mom and I know this has been a path for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How, how much did that impact everything as well? It impacted a lot. Um, for me, my purpose, my why is because the things that were happening at home, I was just witnessing such terrible things at home as a child, things that I don't wish anybody to do so throughout their life. And so the only way I was allowed to get out of the house was through sports. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing my mother allowed me to do was to be on sports teams. So I took it and I ran with it. And whenever something terrible would happen in our household, I would use that emotion or that frustration from that day 
go to training and use it at training. Mm -hmm. That was therapeutic to me. And that's how I carry things over now still today. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of things happen in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, we all go through diversity, things like that, or adversity, excuse me. And um, sometimes people don't know how to cope with their their stress. But for me, sports has always been that therapy for me. And so I was verbally abused a lot. And so there were things that, that were said to me that made me very angry. I would carry that anger over into training, you know, just bust my butt because I had to. It was the only thing that was just saving me, saving me, mm -hmm. saving my mind, body, and spirit overall. And so that just kind of carried over into my career today. Mm. There was a moment you reference, a life-altering moment, that you said changed the path of your career. Can you tell us about that? In, in 2018, um, my relationship with my mother kind of uh, disintegrated. And her, her last words to me were, uh, she wished she had flushed me down a toilet when she had the chance to. This was the summer of 2018, and two months later, I led my NWSL team, the North Carolina Courage, to NWSL final. I ended up making NWSL final MVP, scoring two goals out of three when we beat Portland Thorns 3-0. And that same day, Jill Ellis sent me a text message, and a handful of months later, I ended up making a World Cup roster. Wow. And here I am with my chance on the Olympic team. Has mom tried to reach out to you since? She has. I know she's gone through addiction issues and you've been public about that. Yeah. Do you have a relationship with her since? No. Um, I will always respect and love my mother, but that love and respect will always be at a distance. Jess, I mean, think about the strength and courage that must have taken. Like, it's, I'm fighting back tears, right? Like, I can't imagine that to then turn that into something positive where you said, because I've seen you quoted many times saying, you've never said what that event is, so thank you for sharing it, because I know that's so hard. But you said, that was the moment where I decided I need to step it up. How many people would have said on the contrary, right? And spun into a downward spiral. Absolutely. H how did you do that? That's just the uh, verbal abuse that I was used to growing up. Um, I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that, really. But like, there have been like some terrible things said to me in our household. And I was just able to carry over those emotions, that stress, um, into, into sports. Like I said, it's just therapeutic to me. But it just... It brought me up a notch because that brought fire in me and mm -hmm. my blood was boiling. And so I was able to carry that over onto the soccer field. How? Don't ask me. But if you believe in God and you, believe, and you have faith, I truly believe that's exactly what it was. Cliff Barn.
company is the family and employee-owned maker of Cliff Bars, Cliff Kid, and Luna Bars. And here's something I love about them. Since they started almost 30 years ago, they've always put people and communities first. Now they've committed to help feed the fight with, get this, an initial donation of more than 7 million Cliff, Luna, and Cliff Kid Bars to food banks, first responders, and healthcare workers fighting this pandemic. Boom! Community. It's a beautiful thing. Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Where were you when Joe called you to tell you? I, so as you guys know about my knee surgery, every year I, I get an x-ray and an MRI on my knee to make sure it's actually okay. And so I was at my annual doctor's appointment for my knee. And, and just to give people, non-soccer folks, a heads up. This would be Jill Ellis, the head coach of the women's national team, letting Jess know some pretty incredible news. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't, and you didn't know yet whether, which way it was going to go. You no just idea. knew the call was coming. Yeah. With regard to the World Cup roster. Yeah. yeah. So she gave us this time frame, this like four day time frame. Hey, I'm calling this date through this date. And you're like, well, which day are you calling me? What time? You know, <laughs> I so be like, available for four days. Literally. <laughs> so wow. I'm waiting, you know, twiddling my thumbs. I am, this is the third day. So this is like 72 hours into like all these phone calls. I don't even know who's gotten the phone call yet, but here I am in our 72 hours into it. 72. Hours. So like four days, you know, this is the 72nd hour of, you know, the four days right. that she's making she's these phone her calls. Time. Taking her time. And I'm sitting there like, you, just twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> and tap, you tap. really had no idea w- which way it was going. No clue. Okay. Not a clue. Because A, I'm not allocated. B, I'm not contracted. C, yeah. I am the newest player on this team right. with the least amount of caps. And like, how old are you at this time? I'm 30. To top it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That just, it just like, realistically speaking, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. And so... Um, in my doctor's office, he's our team doctor. And the first thing he asked me, you know, as he's looking at his computer screen, he's like, have you heard from Jill yet? Because the whole soccer world knows we're waiting for these phone calls. And I was like, I couldn't even tell you if I have or not. But no, I actually haven't even heard from her, you know. And so he's just like, oh, okay. So your oh knee, gosh. he just, he starts talking. And then my phone's ringing. And I look down and I'm like, and he's like, do you need to take that? I'm like, yeah. I sit down because I'm standing up at this point, you know, when we're talking and answer the phone I'm like hey jill and like immediately he just turns in his chair like these eyes just huge you know and so he's like it's happening this is it this is that moment and so um she's like hi jess I'm like hey jill she's, you want to hear your answer i'm like yeah <laughs> no no I'm not good. at all no i'm just gonna hang up and i'll call you right back you know? i'm like yeah and so she's like you're going to the world cup and just immediately i just start bawling crying and here's my doctor just like watching all of this happen you know and he's just like this awkward man love him to death but like you know he just after i hang up with jill um like still tears streaming down my face he just gives me this hug and he's like that was probably one of the most incredible moments that i've like right? ever witnessed you know it's somebody's 
life just yeah. shifting in that kind of way. He's like, right. congratulations. Let's not worry about your knee right now. You're fine. Let's talk <laughs> after the World Cup. <laughs> about Let's not your even knee. do this test. Well, we're not going to do that right now. So just go, you know, call your family. And I'm like, thanks. Oh, my gosh. You know, so. Oh, yeah. sister. Yeah. That's amazing. When did you tell Jeremiah? And also, how much has he played a role in you not giving up? Uh, I told him after he got out of school, but he doesn't understand the magnitude of everything. So he was just like, oh, okay, we're going to France. Where is France? <laughs> and I was like, that's where the Eiffel Tower is. He knows the Eiffel Tower. He just doesn't know the country. He's like, oh my gosh, the Eiffel Tower. You yeah, know? Well, okay, I'm no, so I'm excited. excited about the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay, not the World Cup. Okay, cool, sweet. <laughs> but he, just, he doesn't understand the magnitude of things. But I do use him as motivation um, throughout my career. And the reason I say that is because I want to show him that it, it takes hard work. It's going to be hard at times. But I'm always going to be his support system and just like how he is for me. And so to be able to share these moments and the the lows and the highs in my career, and he was there to see all of that, I just hope that one day it's going to motivate him to be successful in whatever it is that he's going to do when he's older. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't understand, but he will one day. It's going to hit him. And it, it's going to slap him in the face a little bit because I, I've been telling him his whole life, hey, your mom's pretty cool. <laughs> your <laughs> mom's just mom. Your mom's you know? rad. <laughs> just mom, you know? So he just, he just doesn't understand right now. You're a cool mom. Yeah. Like, and then he got to come for the whole knockout stages, right? Yeah, That did, was awesome. Which was so amazing. Yeah. Let's go to France. When you get a chance to step on the field, just just tell us everything. <laughs> oh what gosh. did it feel like? What yeah. did it smell like? Oh, what did man. it sound like? So we are in our third game against Chile, and this is group stage, and you know my laces are like untied because here I like I'm this new player. I'm behind Tobin Heath, Carly Lloyd, <laughs> Kristen Press, Alex Morgan, <laughs> you know all these incredible players, Mallory Pugh, and you know I'm. Thinking like, okay, if my team ever needs me, I'm here, you know, but like, I'm always just going to be that person that's just always going to support everybody, just kind of pump them up. That was what I accepted to be my role to be. And so, you know, don't even know where my shin guards are. And then here's like, (laughs) yeah, like here's Dawn Scott. She's like, this is the 42nd minute in the first half. She's like, you're going in at half. Who? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm looking around like who who's going in at half, you know? And then she's like, "You are," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, where are my shin guards? I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, butterflies. Do I have my cleats on? Literally, my cleats on. You know, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Do, do I have the right uniform? Like, hello, Every, tap tap. Like, what is going on right now? Immediately, just got nervous, you know. And it was it was like a good nervous. And I was like, "Okay, I've been waiting for this moment. This is the World Cup, you know. I need to just take advantage of this." But um. You know, my teammates noticed that I was very nervous because, you know, I was kind of quiet, not making eye contact with anyone, you know, just kind of taking deep breaths, just kind of trying to meditate a little <laughs> bit at halftime. And, you know, Sam Mewis came up to me. She's like, you got this. You're Aww. here for a reason. Like, she just gave me this, like, really cool pep speech. And then of course she walking did. down the tunnel, then here's Tobin Heath. Aww. She comes up, gives me a hug right before I run onto Aww. the field. And I was just like, okay, I th- I'm good. Let's, good let's go. You know, let's go. I so it was like. One of the greatest 45 minutes of my entire life. Because stadium's full. They're cheering, chanting USA. That game was in Paris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that was, like, one of the coolest moments 
in my entire career, just hearing, hey, you're going in at half. And I was like, I've been waiting for this for 31 years just to hear those words <laughs> in the World Cup. I am ready. Let's go, you know. So found my shin guards eventually, but <laughs> I was good to go once I found them. God, I was wondering about that. <laughs> what do you hope when people hear your story? What do you hope they take away from it? That not everybody's life is perfect. You know, there's there's going to be hardships, obviously. And because of my story, people are able to relate because not everybody has like that support system. Not all the time. My mom and dad were there cheering me on in the stands, whatever the case may be in your life. But just know that if you're inspired by something and you have a goal, you set it and don't stop until you get there. Boom. Boom. God, and that's how the dang, crumbles. sister. Drop, Drop that mic. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you are amazing. Slow clap. So clap. Oh, yes. you guys. Ah. Come on, come on. Come on, then. We're out of our slow clap form. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's so funny. And on top of that, you are your shirt. Be a good person. Is the shirt. That, that's what, right? And that's what I... I all that matters so true yeah i might shoot but to live through what you've lived through and come out glowing as you are jess i know it's not easy my friend thanks um okay it's game time it's game time it's game time we know you're a good person i have a feeling you're also a competitive person as is this one over here jess look out sister i'm coming for you (laughs) every podcast we play a game it's julie against the guest oh dear trivia questions oh gosh Coming on for impact. Here we go. I ask okay. five questions. I'll okay. tell you the topic of the game. She's sitting up. <laughs> Suddenly stretch. she's stretching. <laughs> Crack the spine. Five questions. First one to get three right wins. <sighs> the main rule is you have to squeak in with an answer. Here are your options for squeakers. We have, uh, this is the Robin Roberts boar, the Billie Jean King elephant, a blue dog, a basketball, or a dragon. Oh, Billie Jean King elephant. All right. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Julie, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> she never wins. I'm going to take, take the pick. elephant. Oh. No, that's the boar. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not expect that. I'm oh sorry. Gosh. Robin Roberts boar. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Is she that's offended right. by that? <laughs> Does she know about that? No, she signed it. Yeah, she signed it. Oh, that's she, great. she chose it. <laughs> That's me with my guest. Yes. This game is called Basketball, Soccer, or Track in honor of you being a three-sport stud in high school and in junior college. I'm going to throw out a female athlete's name. Just a name. Okay. That's it. And you have to say which sport that woman played. Okay. So it's either basketball, soccer, or track. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. First name. Gail Devers. Basketball. Incorrect. What? Wait, what were the three sports you said? Basketball, basketball, basketball soccer, track. or track. Uh, track. Correct. Oh. Boom! One zero, Julie! Oh, dear. Jess, no pressure. <laughs> I'm like sweating now. <laughs> Woman number two. I'm going to kill this. I feel like I feel good about this. I'm going to crush this game. Yolanda Griffith. <clears throat> track. Incorrect. So it's either soccer or basketball basketball correct <laughs> she was a wmba mvp wmba champion oh, and Jesus. is in the women's basketball hall of oh, fame oh dear oh god okay that's terrible yeah sorry woman Yolanda. number three sabrina unescu <laughs> basketball correct Boom. two to one julie <sighs> i know that one okay woman number four kathy freeman <laughs> julie 
track. Correct. Australian. Oh, dear. Boom! I haven't heard that name. Oh, yes! <laughs> I'm right. proud of you, Julie. Well done. Well done. I'm so uh, embarrassed about Yolanda. I'm so sorry, yo. Oh. Let's do a quick little. Oh, my this, this is only the third time she's ever won in the history of the show. Oh, that's great. So. Yes. Oh, good for you, yes! Julie. Well done. Most, most pressing questions, Jess. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. During the She, Believe, she Believes Cup last year, you wore Maya Angelou on the back of your jersey. Why did you choose that name? to wear oh well she's one of my favorite poets and the reason for it is because when i was in high school english class we had to like choose a poem and describe it and things like that and so i remember coming across her phenomenal woman poem and so i didn't know much about her at the time and so i'm like who is this woman writing like this you know just kind of uplifting women in this kind of way and, you know, she's just been my favorite ever since. Such a great writer and advocate for women. And yep. it was just a beautiful story to, to learn when I was a teenager. And you put her on the back of your jersey. Absolutely. I loved that game. That was so cool, yeah. seeing all those names. That was great. Being that you are Jessica McDonald, do you get a lifetime supply of whatever you want at McDonald's? Because that you sounds, should. I really should. Who do we talk to about that? You don't. Because I don't. Oh, I'm disappointed in that. So am I, because their french fries are amazing. This is true. <laughs> is Great there, fries. Is there a significance to wearing number 14? My older brother was always 14. Ah, and okay. it was like an available number, and I've always wanted to follow in his footsteps, which I have. He played in MLS for, you know, mm-hmm. many, many years, and so he was always 14 growing up, and so I just wanted to just obviously follow in his footsteps, because he's always just been my idol, and... It's a great number. Okay, last segment. High, low, cheer. We used to do this. We still do this. Sorry. <laughs> Use your words. Really <laughs> I have to tell my son that. the top. Just start at the top. <laughs> last segment. High, low, cheer. We do this around our dinner table with my okay. kids. For them, we do high of the day, low of the day. Oh. And someone they cheer for. Yeah. For you, high of your career, low of your career, and a cheer for someone you're grateful for. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so high of my career. World Cup. <laughs> Duh. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm thinking like NWSL championships, it's yeah. UWA. But yeah, World, World Cup, yeah, that's just like cherry on top. Um, low, knee injury, obviously, two-year recovery. That was brutal. Um, knock on wood, hopefully that ever happens again. Um and someone who I cheer for is my grandmother. She has been a consistent supporter throughout my entire life and career. And to the point where she still calls me every game day, gives me the same pep speech. So she's like a dear to me. And What does she say? Oh, daughter, when you shoot, just know the goal, <laughs> it doesn't move. It doesn't move. So the ball needs to be in the back of the net. And just know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Okay? I'm be yelling at the TV because I'll be yelling at you. And I love you. All right. Bye, daughter. Every time. For the past, like, 18 years, it's been the same speech. But, like, obviously, like, as a kid, you're just like, okay, kind of rolling their eyes. But, like, as you get older, you mature. And it's just like, okay, yeah, this is amazing. Just having that consistent support. And did she raise you? Did she play a large part in bringing you up yeah so you know whenever we needed help she was always there i'd say it was about 
70-30 between her and my mom. You know, she was more than 70. There were times like I was living with her. Um, Mm -hmm. She raised my brother. My brother was actually with her 100% of the time. And so, uh, yeah, she was just a huge part of our lives. She was pretty much our second mom. Yeah. Well, for her to say daughter when she calls me. She calls me daughter because I literally like am. People throughout my life always thought she was my mom. And then there were times I'd be like, yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. She was the one, too, who encouraged you to play, mm-hmm. right, from, yeah. the, from the beginning? Yeah. She got that. She did. She got it. She got it right. <laughs> I love that she's, like, giving tactical, technical advice, too, right? so funny. It's not just like, you go out there like my mom. You you just try your best, honey. <laughs> so great. You did great. Yeah. Goal she's doesn't a- move. And I'm like, okay. If you miss the goal, just know that it's, it's your fault. And I'm like, thank you. She holds me accountable for everything. It's so funny. I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, she's got to be pretty proud of you. Nah, she is. She is. Number one supporter, always. And it's been the most consistent in my life. So. Oh, what did she say when you made the World Cup team? Oh, my gosh. What she was, was hollering. Like? So, obviously, she was, she was the first person I called. But, like, nine times out of ten, she answers her phone. And she didn't answer her phone when oh. I called her. And so, like, here I am with these tears. I'm shaking, you know. And, like, she's the first person I called, called multiple times. She just didn't answer. And so, she finally called me back probably about an hour later. Like, the longest hour of my entire life. Because she's the first person I want to share this news with. And so... um she was like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? I got five missed calls from you. I'd never get five missed calls. Yeah, because you always answer the phone. You know? And so um, she just, she screamed on the phone, um. you know, high pitch, right in my ear. And she was like, I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, if you knew, why didn't you say something? You know, but like she, she just gave me high praise. That's for sure. And she was like, everything that you've been through. Right. She was like, this is that moment, you know? And she was like, I'm happy to share it with you. And I'm going to hang up now so I can tell the whole family. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, bye. Love you too. Wow. You yeah. deserve a lot of that high praise, Jess. I'm trying. Thank you. I hope you take moments to soak it in and think about what you've been through. and Absolutely. The courage you give others by sharing your story. So Absolutely. thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Jess. Jess. And that's a wrap. What a story she has. Lynn, what are your takeaways? You go first. I would say it's no coincidence that Jessica plays for a team that's called the North Carolina Courage. If there's Mm -hmm. ever anyone who exemplifies courage, it is her. How she faced pain Mm -hmm. head on and turned it into motivation to achieve her dream is is, almost unbelievable to hear. Mm, I know. And in fact, that's that was my takeaway is when she trusted us to share that story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, we didn't know she was going to share it, of course. And um, and we didn't know what the story was. And I, I, like my heart dropped to the floor. Yeah, me too. I didn't know what to say. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like beyond I'm sorry. And that moment. I just think about that as a mom. I think about that um, and how she was able to turn it and mm-hmm. flip it. And she talks a lot about that being the fire mm-hmm. that really motivated her to make the national team. And now look at her, World Cup champion, three-time NWSL champion. I mean, ah, amazing. Yeah. So proud. So proud of all she's been able to do and will continue to do. She's She is a gem, this one. 
Um, so that was my takeaway. Are we ready for questions permitted, Lynn? Yes. We have a question from Twitter. Melissa Carter is wondering, in doing shows virtually now, do you send donuts to your guests? <laughs> oh, Melissa, that is a great question. And sadly, we don't. No. We are failing our <laughs> guests. We failed. It's a great idea. And we do need to get our act together somehow to start doing that. Because I, I think most of our success is due to donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Has nothing to do with us. It's all about the donuts. It is. They just, they come for the donuts. Mm -hmm. They stay for the donuts. Um, all right. Time again for that joke is so bad. We don't know if we should laugh or cry. I'm so excited for this one. (laughs) Okay. Lynn, give it to me. Did you hear about the famous pickle? (laughs) I love pickle jokes. No. She was a massive dill. (laughs) I am a massive dill. (laughs) I knew that was coming, and I love it. My name is Regina George. (laughs) Oh, my God. That could be the best one ever. She's a massive dill. (laughs) I'm going to steal that one. Oh, I know you are. Good one, Lynn. Thank you. Um, do you know what's the best time to go to the dentist, Lynn? Hmm. Tell me. Tooth hurdy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. All right. That's it from us. We sure do love our dope village and appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you to everyone who has left us a comment on our Apple podcast page or reached out to us on social media. Lynn sends about a text a day with your comments, (laughs) which I love. (laughs) She'll be like, oh, look at this one. So please do write. It means a lot to us and it definitely helps the podcast. And remember, treat people with kindness and respect right now. You never know what they're going through. We can do this. But we need each other, so help each other. Uh, Let's be all in together on this. A huge thank you to our sponsors, Ally Bank and Cliff & Company, for supporting the Laughter Permitted Party. We love them. Support them. And thank you to Kate Diaz for our awesome theme music. She's a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum. And as always, remember, kids, sing it with us. Laughter Permitted. Do I have the right uniform? Like, (laughs) hello?